There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. open in the anodyne pines at the edge of Lake Obelisk. Our camera tracks slowly past the car of Angela Atticus Jr., currently occupied by one Heck Gently and two Zeke's Lynn, illuminated by the interior dome light. In the distance, through the oppressive downpour, we see the looming white tent surrounding the crash site of the Prospect Quandary. Our camera lingers here as movement catches our eye. At the very edge of the lake, right where it abuts the far side of the tent, we see the shadowy forms of Angela Atticus Jr., Penny White, and Saber Muto. We watch as the edge of the water is seemingly repelled away from them, and they dip out of our view as they enter the tent. We then cut to join them inside the tent, crouching, so far unseen, obscured from the hordes of scientists and science goons that occupy the crash site by the towering form of the Prospect Quandary ship. How close are we uh, in proximity to, like, the scientists and the goons? You are within smooching distance of the ship. We got to get in the ship. Uh, it seems like this area is being avoided specifically because of the proximity of the water to mm-hmm. it. So y'all are kind of, like, I, I think the tent is, like, two feet away from the ship here. Uh, so y'all are sort of obscured behind the ship while okay. there's sort of a, a buzz of commotion around the ship like on the other side. Does that make sense? Like, how do we enter the ship from where we are? Great question. I don't know. You see the hatch into which some of you have previously floated, out of which some skeletons have previously fallen. That hatch now, unfortunately, is being investigated by a couple of scientists who are measuring it and making notes. Um, not well, that way. No, not that way. It looks like... We can't. But Um, there's got to be other ways in here. It's a spaceship. There's like an emergency exit and stuff, right? Saber says, uh, do you all remember that time when we couldn't get into a weird barn and then I just phased inside of it? Yeah, like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) She puts a finger to her nose and then walks sideways into the (laughs) spaceship. (laughs) (laughs) She needs to warn us when she's doing this. She's so talented. I know. And then... A moment, no, two moments later, bing, bing. you hear a muffled thunk as a previously unseen emergency hatch opens up a couple of feet away from you near the nose of the ship, which yes. right now is the bottom of the ship because it landed nose first. Yes, Saber found a way. All right, after you, Penny. Uh, okay, and Penny is going to climb up and climb in. Yeah, y'all crawl in through this little emergency hatch. Mm, 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 mm. 
and find yourselves in uh, an area of the ship, Penny, mm-hmm. which should be quite familiar to you because you've freaking been here before. Yeah, I have. Had fun, too. You all are in the hyperbolic chamber room. Ugh. Is there any dead things around us? No skeletons or dead bodies? The dead bodies, the hyperbolic... Hi. The The hyperbolic chambers lay empty before you. Apparently the remains have been cleared out by indigo lab scientists for who knows what nefarious purpose. Penny, do you know where you're going? Kind of. I don't... I don't know what to be looking for, though, because I don't really want to find him. I, maybe we'll know when we see it, but I don't know what to search for. Yeah, like, what's important to a spaceship? I don't like, know. I mean, Dick, maybe. I don't... Dick, but Dick... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that would work. Um, let me try something, okay? Okay. I'm going to try something that my mom taught me. The second mom? My second mom, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which mom? Okay. Stand back, okay? Oh, okay. And Penny Angela, backs up. <laughs> Angela puts her hands out to, like, push Penny and Saber back. And then pushes her hands in front of her, closes her eyes, and then vines start growing out of her hands. And kind of just, like, it's a lot of vines. And they're just growing all out of her hands. They just start kind of, like, feeling around, kind of. And so they're just, like, examining the spaceship and just, like, kind of crawling up the walls, down the hallways. And just, like, you see some vines just go into some rooms. And so they're just, like, on their own. They're just, like, exploring the area, trying to, like, I'm just trying to, like, use them as my sense of sight to see what we should get for PQ. Okay. Our camera lingers on Angela as she closes her eyes. We see her antlers grow and expand slightly as this web of vines explodes from within her body, climbing along the walls like kudzu, covering every surface. We see panels being thrown open as the vines intermingle with circuitry and wiring as sparks fly out. We see the doors sliding open as the vines activate their motion sensors only to fill in all open space and explore every cavity of the ship. We see a cracked, broken screen with a flickering digital face obscured by a mask of foliage. We hear, like a submarine underwater, the creaking as the shell of the ship strains against the pressure of the massive plant now growing within. Our camera follows one of these lines of vines as it climbs along a wall and through a doorway and into the computer room with the large PQ screen in which Penny White found herself mere days ago. This vine searches around as its brethren expand all around it and we see it wrap around a computer hard drive, yank it out from its socket, and begin to retrieve it and return back home. Our camera then passes through the wall of the ship, out into the tent. We see and hear the panic from the scientists as what seems like a massive tree growing up inside of the ship begins to emerge outside. We see panels crashing off, narrowly missing fleeing scientists. The ship shakes on its foundation, and we see the soil and the earth where it's lodged become loose as these branches and vines grow out from the ship and along the walls of the tent. And then with a loud, strained groan, the ship falls. the wall of the tent and with a cacophonous splash into Lake Obelisk. Fuck. Fucking shit. Our God camera, damn it. Our camera hovers above the sky as we see these waves of iridescent light 
spread rapidly across the entire surface of the lake as time-displaced plants and creatures emerge at a lightning pace from the earth and the forest all around Lake Obelisk as the Prospect Quandary's infection spreads to the water table of Chillhaven. We cut to the back seat of Angela Atticus Jr.'s car as Zeke Lynn and Zeke Lynn and Heck Gently sit patiently waiting to be summoned in the eventuality that they are needed by their fellow adventurers. Pretty wild that uh, Angela had a charger that fit the sound cannon in her car. Well, it's just USB-C. I mean, it's a universal charger. You use it for a lot of phones and stuff. Oh, (laughs) Still on USB-C, eh? Why, what do you have in the future? I'm pretty sure we made it all the way to USB-L before society collapsed. Society collapsed? Who knows? I'll never tell. (laughs) I know what the USB stands for, but what does the L stand for? Long. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. They were very long. And then you see a tree emerge from the science tent around the prospect quandary. Whoa! Is that a time thing or an Angela thing? I don't know. I don't think either is great. And then moments later, the tent begins to collapse. Oh, no, 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 no. Ooh, stay up, stay up, stay up. No, 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 no. And you watch in impotent horror as the rocket, which is now just kind of a crumbling shell around a great big tree, teeters and collapses into Lake Obelisk. Oh my fuck. Shit. Wah. Um. Uh. Uh. And Zeke frantically dials uh, Penny on his science watch. Yeah, you watch as you dial Penny on your watch. Uh, you watch as the water of Lake Obelisk rapidly becomes coated with this prismatic sheen as time-displaced jungle starts to sprout up all around its banks and then spread before your very eyes deeper into the anodyne pines. Oh, shit, 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 shit. Penny, answer the phone. Penny, answer the phone. Penny, answer the phone. And then you see running full speed towards the car from the direction of the incident, Angela Atticus Jr., Penny White, and Saber Muto. Wait, there they are. Penny, your phone's ringing. Get in the driver's seat. No! I'll work the gear shift. Why are you driving? Let's just get in the car. (laughs) Where are we? Why are you driving? Why are we? We gotta get the car started. Come to you. (laughs) Okay, okay. Pick you up. Get out of here. You're gonna pick us up? Yeah. Okay. Meet you halfway. Oh my god. Okay, um, Angela is out of breath and raising her hand. I think we're raising our hands to get your attention with our cell phone lights so that you can see where we are. Heck, there they are! And I think uh, Heck like jerks the steering wheel while the Zeke's pull the parking brake. Yeah, so, in a very cool, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift style maneuver, Heck with one arm and the Zeke's with their whole thing <laughs> s- screech to a stop, pull the parking brake, open the side doors, and drift into place to collect Penny, Angela, and Saber just as they're running towards them. Only Zeke, you weren't seat belted in as you were grabbing that parking brake. Oh no. So <laughs> Angela and Penny, what you see is this car sliding beautifully, effortlessly towards you like a Mario Kart. The door swinging open and then a little guy with two heads tumbling out of it like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> Is that Zeke? Yep. Yep. (laughs) We've been doing that a lot. Ow. (laughs) 
Uh, Angela runs over out of breath and picks up Zeke. Oh my God, Zeke, let's get in the car, let's go. We cling to Angela's neck like a little toddler clings to their mom. Why'd you follow the car like that? I was trying to do a cool drift move. Yeah, we were trying to do a cool drift move. Everyone stop talking. Get in the car. We have to get out of here right now. Carry us there. You didn't do anything. I did a cool drift move. Everyone get in the car. We can talk about this later. Hex already in the car. Get out of the car. <laughs> um, Angela throws Heck out and then <laughs> and then jumps in the driver's seat. Now get back in the car. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Seatbelts. Click. <laughs> And then Angela puts in high gear and gets the fuck out of there. Heck turns to the camera and looks directly into the camera at the audience and says, wearing seatbelts is the real chill, Haven. Way. (laughs) Okay. Heck, who are you talking to? Huh? I, what? You Did like, I say something? You rehearsing to be in a after-school special? I don't know what you're talking about. You just like turned and looked into the middle distance and said, "Seatbelts are the real chill haven." I don't remember that. I don't understand the construction of that sentence. I would have gone with chillest haven, maybe. This is a really um not important thing to talk about right now after the day that we've had. Yeah, what the. Did you knock over the ship? Did you make a tree in the ship? Did you turn the ship into a tree? What happened? We hear this argument from within the car as our camera cuts to outside of the car. We see the dust fly up from behind the back tires. The previously ajar doors slam shut as Angela's car speeds off away from us. And we cut back to inside the car. Um, uh, yeah, I did it, but we needed to get something of PQs. So, mm, that's just how it happened. So, did well, we you, got it. Yeah. You did? Yes. yes. What'd you get? Hard All drive. Bing, and Angela holds up the hard drive. What? What's on What's on the hard drive? I don't know. It's PQs, and that's... How do you know it's PQs? We took it out of PQ's control room, the one that Penny was in when she talked to PQ. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, hopefully this is enough to make time go back, but... I mean, it sounds like that's his brain, so... Hopefully. I think that's enough. I mean, it better be enough, because the ship just fell into the water. Okay, listen, I'm gonna say to everyone here right now, and we need to relay this message, most especially to Vesper when we reassemble, no one plug that hard drive into anything electronic. Okay. Is everyone okay? Uh, pretty okay. A little yeah. banged up from the fall out of the car there, but I'm doing all right. That yeah. <laughs> My arm came off. Oh, oh yeah, Heck no. did lose yeah, an arm. Yeah, what happened? We went to the final house to get uh, uh, stuff for the people. Oh, we got it, by the way. And Zeke pulls out the wedding ring and the swim cap from yes, his pocket. nice. There were two people there. They were a whole mess of nasty arms and a big old tongue. Uh, but we got stuff that was important to them, I hope. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's all we can all hope, I guess. Uh, And uh, yeah, while we were getting out of there, Heck got his arm pulled off a little bit, and then the football gauntlet exploded and burned the arm a little bit. But if it hadn't exploded, the arm would have been left behind, so... Where's Heck's arm? You feel a tap on your shoulder, (gasps) and you look over and see a charred robot hand giving you... A thumbs up. Oh, Angela gives a thumbs up. What's up, hex arm? It presses its thumb into your thumb. <laughs> okay, so Zeke, let's uh, let's go back to your house. Um, and since the spaceship fell into the water, we need to do this spell, and we need to do it now. Yeah. So we gotta get the flows. Let's go to flows. Got to flows. Go. Well, we have to get all the witch stuff is at your house. All the stuff yes. is at Zeke. So. All right. Do we reconvene. Need- get the whole group together. Get Vesper. Every, who else is there? Dick! We gotta get Dick. And then we're all gonna go to Flows together. Okay. We cut to a roiling black sky. Kaboom! There's some freaking thunder. And then blammo! Lightning flashes. Our camera pans down from this ominous scene to the forest home of Florence Beauregard. And then another lightning flash as it illuminates her house in a cool but also ominous way. The rain continues to cascade down in sheets, but it doesn't seem to disturb the perfect circle of salt ever present 
around the perimeter of Flo's home. What is disturbed, though, and disturbing, is the weird time-displaced plant life that is already making its way through the anodyne pines. Our camera remains steady on Flo's house as we see two cars pull to a stop outside. The doors of the cars are thrown open and a whole bunch of weirdos pile out. <laughs> uh, Penny, help me grab one of these witch machines. Okay, got it. Heck, Saber, grab the other one. Everyone, get into Flo's right now. The Zeke's, uh, since they are too small to carry anything, are the first to Flo's door. And Zeke is ready to burst in and go, Flo! But old Zeke stops him and knocks politely. You knock. And after just a moment, the door is thrown open. And standing before you is Florence Beauregard. Wearing not her characteristic floral maxi dress, but a black velvet cloak. Hood thrown back. And a pentagram necklace hanging prominently around her neck. Hello. I've been expecting you. Who are these people? No time to talk. We need to go inside right now. What are we Hi, having Flo. a party? Hi, Flo. You look great. Yeah, Hi, you look thank great. thank you. I was doing, I was setting a mood. I was doing a whole thing. Okay. I wasn't expecting all. Hi, Jeff. Nice to see you. Sorry, it's been a really stressful day, so we're just kind of in a hurry to end end what's happening. Yeah. Hello, Florence. It's been a while. Flo, we don't have a lot of time. The spaceship hit the water, and we know what that means, so we need to get to it. Flo flinches away from five bats glommed together in a ball that fly past her head, and she goes, Bleh! Right. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, and uh, Andrew... Everyone mind the salt circle. Flo, do you want us to go into the cellar, or is right here okay? No, let's do it in the cellar. I got everything set up down there. Okay. Yeah, it's got more atmosphere. You know, it, it's... I know that, like, I was a performer. I was a spiritual medium on stage before, you know, as I was kind of learning all the actual stuff. And, like, yeah, magic's real, but also the theatricality of it. Mm-hmm. It's not incidental. It plays a big role. That's yeah. really know? beautiful, Flo. Yeah, it is. We're just in a hurry, and I'm so, sorry. I don't mean to be rude. Oh, but now you're in a hurry. Yeah, it's been a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, there may or may not be a wave of time-displaced life forms and plants and all sorts of other shit spreading directly towards your house, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that your salt circle protects from that, so let's go, go, go. Yep. All right. Okay, let's go. Everybody downstairs. It's through the fireplace. You can. It's not a big house. All right. Yep, you can find it. Saba, hello. Ectoplasm looks good. The Zeke's trip down the stairs again. Uh, everyone just like silently stares at the entrance to the staircase as we hear you crashing down. Okay, now take it easy this time. Yep, yep, one step at a time. We got. Oh, no, no, no! Ah! Ooh, ah, oh, 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 ah. Flo turns to Angela and says, You know, it's not too late. If you want to call this off, we can keep the double Zeke forever. I. One was enough. Thank yeah, you. I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that was clear. Um. Once everyone gets down, um, I think Angela's like screaming to get things set up, mm-hmm. but doesn't know how to. Uh, so what does that look like? So just like trying to like put like takes the hard drive out, puts it down. Just it doesn't know what any of the buttons do. So she's it's not like an on and off button, I guess. So um, she turns to Zeke and says, Zeke, can you step in? Where's Vesper? What with what a hard drive? No, set up this witch thing. Oh, yeah, I'll set up one. Vesper, you get the other one up and running. What's the magic word? Please. Thank you. That's the only magic I believe in. Um, Courtesy. <laughs> uh, Penny, with using um, telekinesis, like unattaches one of the hot dogs on her belt and just flings it at Vesper's head. <laughs> Not too hard, though. Flo, how do we do this? All right. First... Take all of the items. You have them, yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Penny? Penny Zeke. pulls out the bracelets, the scrunchie, the hard drive, and you have the... Swim cap, wedding mm-hmm. ring, and young Zeke says, uh, Oh, we need something for us. Don't worry. I got it. And old Zeke pulls out the uh, busted shell of the lightning gun uh, from his oh. inner lab coat pocket and sets it aside as their token. And right. then what about for Dick? Dick... We need something of important sentimental value from you. Oh, well, um, and Dick takes off his cowboy hat, and you think for a second he's going to hand it to you, 
but he just presses it to his chest and he says, um, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to put one in. What? What? Well, I mean, it's like y'all said, like my very existence as, as y'all and Meredith explained it to me, like is a time displacement. And so like, what's going to happen to me if we do this spell on me? I might just disappear. Yeah, but that might happen if you don't put it in too. If you don't put it in, we undo everything PQ did. You're something PQ did. Ms. Beauregard, am I wrong in, in uh, understanding that the spell is going to return everyone to their ideal time state, right? Uh, yeah, that's the gist of it. I mean, my ideal time state is the one I'm in right now with y'all. So I'd rather just take my chances, play the cards I was dealt. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Can we just do one last hug in case... I disappear or turn into some sort of screaming skeleton in a pile of goo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to. Angela mm-hmm. walks over to Dick and motions everyone to come to. Zeke climbs him like a koala from behind and puts <laughs> his arms around his neck. Yeah, uh, Heck and Vesper and Jeff and Flo all come in to get into the big group hug. We see Heck's detached arm climb up over the back uh, <laughs> and do a uh, one-arm no-body hug from the outside. Saber just sort of phases in the middle through y'all. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Saber. And Dick says, wow. He puts his cowboy hat back on and says, all right, we got it's, this has gotten too mushy-gushy. And I believe I was told Thomas of the essence. So Oh yes, yes. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. let's go. Let's yeah. do this. Let's get these doggies on the trail. Let's okay. do this and not think about anything else that might happen. Nope, nothing sad or bad. Yep. Alright, gimme give gimme give all the stuff. I gotta put it in my cauldron. And Flo uh, grabs all of the items from y'all and collects them. You see Flo uh, hold up the hard drive from PQ and kind of scrutinize it for a second. She says was it some kind of discman? <laughs> yes. All yep. right. Let's throw it in there. It's a discman for computers. Oh. And you see Flo uh, unload this big armful of stuff from her cloak into the humongous black cauldron in the center of the cellar. And she says, uh, you like the cauldron? Yeah, it's super heavy metal. The cloak, the whole thing, it's really, really cool. We love it. I swiped it from the Orson Welles Macbeth movie. Oh. <laughs> I hid it under my rain slicker. Wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big rain jacket. You'll pretend to be pregnant to sneak out a big bowl from a movie set trick. This guy knows what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> she says, uh, all right, get the machines lined up along the ley lines below this room. Ooh, I got this one. <laughs> Old Zeke takes out his dowsing rods again and made of broken car antenna and quickly finds the ley line in the room. All right. Since there's so many of us here, sorry it's a little cramped. I don't usually have guests in my secret mystical cellar but let's all kind of crowd in and all take hands zeke yep can you activate the machines flip the switch and the zeke's flip the lever on their witch head machine and old zeke says vesper flip your switch vesper stares at you please vesper flips their switch (laughs) (laughs) and uh y'all retake hands with the rest of the circle and we hear the hum of the witch head machines and we see the light emitting from their eyes and mouths green from og witch head machine and white from the alpha witch head machine and flo raising her voice over the uh screaming corpse heads (laughs) good band name (laughs) begins her incantation Everyone, reach deep inside yourselves. Find your spiritual center. Feel it connect through your feet onto the ley lines and into the earth. Feel the energy of the earth channeling up through you. And repeat after me. O Quam, Inferna de Maleficis, 
Inferna de Maleficus. Placere adiuva nos ut visus. Physics. Taco time. Normalis iterum. Normalis iterum. Ridiculum est nunc tempus. Ridiculum est tempus. Nobis auxilium de hic. Nobis auxilium de hic. And as y'all are repeating these lines and you're saying this, you're seeing the cauldron seemingly heat up and grow red. And you see sparkling spiritual smoky energies begin to rise out from its base. And our camera from behind the group as they're chanting, we see a pentagram begin to glow red beneath everyone's feet and inscrutable runes swirling around on all of the surfaces in the cellar. Flo's black cloak begins to billow, and a bunch of candles that y'all hadn't noticed before flare on with bright green flames. Flo has to get louder now as the hum from the witch machines continues to escalate in volume. Uti figeri relati sunt. Uti figeri relati sunt. Satis. Placid. Satis placid. You all hear now, even over the sounds of these witchhead machines, a rising, whispered chanting from somewhere beyond not just this room, not just this house, but beyond this plane of existence. And you see the items now lifting out of the cauldron, all highlighted with the swirling green energy. You see the hard drive, the swim cap, the wedding ring, the human and horse friendship bracelets, <laughs> the scrunchie, the lightning gun chassis, and a silver spider brooch. And you see these items swirling around in the air as this green well of energy continues to concentrate. And then before your eyes, from the lightning gun chassis, a beam of green light shoots directly into the heart of the Zeeks. <gasps> Another beam of green light from the hard drive shoots through the wall in the direction of the prospect boundary. From each of the other objects, beams of light shoot out of the house in different directions. And then from the silver brooch, a green beam of light shoots directly into the heart of Florence Beauregard. Angela's looking at Penny and mouthing, Glow? What is this? We're glowing! We're glowing! <laughs> We're glowing! Um, glowing. Sorry, Flo, to interrupt. What are you doing? We're glowing! <laughs> that, that thought, Penny, is interrupted by the sound of the transformation occurring in the body of Zeke Lynn. Zeke, tell me what happens. The Zeeks rise into the air slowly, glowing more and more green f from the light shooting out of the witch head machine mm -hmm. um, until the light be around them becomes so bright that they are cast into silhouette. And I think first you see the toddler body begin to uh, stretch out, just like corner being dragged in Photoshop, just like uh, like filling out to Zeke's normal teen size. And then you see starting in between where the two heads meet, the body just seamlessly split apart like a starfish and then fill in two perfect halves on either side. Oh, damn. As soon as the now four feet of these two Zeeks return to solid earth, the green beam of light that uh, had entered them dissipates. And one by one, y'all watch as the other beams of light passing through the walls of the cellar diffuse and dissipate away. Presumably, actually, fuck that. We cut <laughs> to the big weird barn. Yes. Where we see Mr. Troublefeet and Jennifer slowly shrinking, Wonder Twin style, <laughs> shrinking back down, 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 closer to the earth 
their flesh separating from one another and become once again a very confused woman sitting atop a deeply embarrassed horse. <laughs> Horses can't be embarrassed. You don't know that. <laughs> You've not been in their heads. We cut to the Venus flytrap. As one by one, the sea of arms emerging from the floor shrinks back away until only one remains and grabs onto the coffee table to pull forth their human body out from the floor. Like a gazelle being born. No. Like Alex Mack emerging from her puddle. Uh, as they uh, struggle to their feet and run to embrace the husband lying wet and nude a few feet away. <laughs> they were in the floor. Worm. Uh, who else we got? Chanel. Chanel. Oh, yeah. We cut to the house of Chanel Todd as the beholder begins rapidly swirling, swirling, swirling into an indistinguishable blur before a disheveled young woman in a cheerleader uniform crashes to the floor of her house. And we cut to the edge of Lake Obelisk. A tent lies in ruins. Scientists and science goons scramble, scramble around like chickens with their heads cut off as a humongous, ever-expanding tree reaches up away from their former workstation. <laughs> and we see, as the growth on this tree stops, the prismatic shimmering on the water retracts inward, and the pieces of the rocket ship, formerly known as the Prospect Quandary, disintegrate into dust before our eyes. And then we cut back to the cellar as Florence Beauregard rises from her feet, held aloft by a beam of green light. There's a flash and a swirl of green, so bright that you all have to shield your eyes. Ah! What are you doing, Flo? My eyes! It's so bright! And then the light is gone. The pentagram is gone. The witch head machines, seemingly of their own accord, shut off and go silent. And you all turn to see, standing before you, in a now slightly looser-fitting velvet black robe, a young woman that you recognize from the poster upstairs as phantasmagoric Florence Beauregard. And she says, Okie dokie! I guess that worked! Zeke raises his now returned to normal arm in the air and says, um, what? And points at Flo. <laughs> you knew you were going to do this all along and you didn't tell us. That's why you went in the spaceship. You knew you were going to do this and you didn't tell us. Well, I mean, it seemed like a... You used us. Would you have helped the other people if we hadn't? I mean, of course, but like, listen, I mean, we had an opportunity to save... All of these people, I feel like it was a perfect opportunity for me to save me, too, you know? Wait, Dick! Dick! Where's Dick? Dick? Zeke whips around. Oh, yeah, thanks for noticing, partner. I'm okay. Dick! <gasps> Yay! Zeke runs and gives Dick a hug. Oh. Old Zeke also runs and gives Dick a hug. Dick! Ah, uh, ooh. Uh, it's weird now that we're separated. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Dick uh, pats old Zeke on the back and turns to embrace you, Zeke, Oh, right, yep, nope, yep, I'll just, uh, mm, mm. Old Zeke just starts looking at his shoe really intently. <laughs> and Dick then kind of pushes away from the hug a little bit, and once more takes off his cowboy hat, and puts it behind Zeke's back, and leans in for a kiss. <gasps> Zeke kisses him back. And then when the kiss is over, Zeke says, um, yes. And then he gives a thumbs up. <laughs> Zeke's in love. Zeke, Zeke loves Dick. Zeke loves Dick. Hey, Zeke loves Dick. Stop it. Dick. Stop Stop it. it. <laughs> Zeke is as red as a fire engine. Stop Flo it. Says, Quit it. Zeke loves Dick. Quit it. Zeke loves Dick. Stop it. That's okay. right. We're all paying attention to this now. No. no. Now that we know You're still in trouble. Okay. You really uh, 
are showing your true colors right now. My true colors are, I don't want to be dead. And is this, this isn't like a vanity thing. I'm not like, oh, we got a chance to do big magic. I might get to be young again. That is exactly what it is. No, I was almost 120 years old. I am almost 120 years old. I'm going to be, I could drop dead any freaking minute. Do you know what kind of life I've led? Do you know what's going to happen to me when, mm, if I die? <laughs> you know how many malign spirits, monsters, gods, demons, and who knows what else want my eternal soul? Yeah, then there's a reason for that. This is self-preservation, baby. But if it wasn't a big deal, why didn't you just tell us? Well, because look how you're acting now. But if you just would have told us the whole time... <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us would have objected to you becoming young again. Well, then why... Lord you... knows I'd like to be. Well, then why did you end up like this? Why didn't... Why aren't there just, like, two of me here right now? I don't know. I wasn't really thinking about it. And besides, I'm my own man. <laughs> I'm old Zeke. Old Zeke. I mean, okay, now you know. The outcome is the same. Just don't be sneaky. Yeah. You don't let me be sneaky, so you can't be sneaky. Well, if I know that you're being sneaky, then you're not doing a very good job of being sneaky. Well, you weren't doing a good job of being sneaky when you snuck on the ship. Ooh. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh. Yep. I mean, thanks for your help, but... You're welcome. Yeah. This is shitty. Well, it's not shitty for me because now I'm not going to be tortured for eternity in hell. At least not for maybe another hundred years. All right. Thanks. Angela just um, looks at Saber and says, let's go and just goes upstairs. Old Zeke says, uh, oh, uh, I'm going to go upstairs, too, and trots up the stairs after Angela. <laughs> wait, wait. Y'all didn't say anything and you just left. And then Penny <laughs> follows up there as well. Angela. Yes. You're going to go. You're going to go do the salt circle thing now? Oh, yeah. Um, just remember to fill it in or whatever. I'm going to um, go home. I just uh, want to go to sleep. So, yeah, I'll do the salt circle. Y'all fill it in, okay? Wait, but, oh, uh, okay, you're just going to go now? I got to go find the salt. Can you just give me a minute? I was yeah. going to. Okay. And old Zeke goes to Flo's kitchen to rummage around for salt. Okay. Ready? Yeah, here's what we're going to do. Okay. Break it as you walk away. Yep. Do not turn back. I wasn't gonna. I'm trying to give you plausible deniability here. I know. All right? Okay. You can't see that I'm, not I'm seeing doing anything. something we didn't that even I'm not have... going to say to you that I'm going to do. We didn't even have this conversation. Okay. Uh, I'll see you later. Okay. Goodbye. Yep. Bye. I'm following <laughs> right behind you. And I'm not looking behind. <laughs> um, Angela leaves, and um, as she's walking out she or as she gets to the salt circle she kind of hesitates for a second and then walks through it the moment you break the salt circle angela you feel a gust of wind blow past you and you feel your bones go cold and old zeke you feel something blow past you Ooh! as the door to flo's house slams open angela looks behind her uh, zeke did you feel that? Penny yeah. finally catches up to them upstairs and says, What was that? Penny, I broke this salt circle. You didn't give anyone a heads up that I you were going to do that? Old Zeke. I was Old here. Zeke. You I was here it. at the ready. No, Old Zeke was right behind me. It like, was literally. instantaneous. Yeah. I had to, Old Zeke is on his hands and knees. He was crawling behind Angela and he is literally like, the salt is tipped at like a 30 degree angle <laughs> yeah. ready to spill out. <laughs> we had a plan and everything. It was going to work. But it didn't. Yeah. We cut back to the cellar. Young Zeke, what's going on? Zeke says to Flo, so what's the deal with the spider brooch? Why is that so important to you? Oh, it was um, it was a gift from a very dear friend at a moment in my life when uh, I was at my friggin' peak. Cool, cool. You feel the ground below you shake. And Jeff goes, whoa! Was that part of the spell, or? I thought the spell was over. And all of the bric-a-brac and magical items on the walls and on the floor of this room start to rattle and shake. And the room is then illuminated with red light. What the frick? And suffused with the smell of sulfur. Oh no. Uh-oh. Zeke, uh, like, backs up a couple of steps and just grabs Dick's hand. You see the light, this red light, that's now just filled this room, seem to center around 
the newly youthful Florence Beauregard. Uh, and she says, well, fuck. And then you hear the sound of stone crumbling as the floor beneath her opens up and a pit of flames rises up below her feet. We cut to the outside of Flo's house uh, as y'all see this cabin start to shake on its very foundation. Oh my God, what's going on? We gotta get him out. We have to. And then uh, Penny runs back inside and heads downstairs. Angela follows. I'm coming too. I have I have full-sized legs again. Ooh, oh man, when I get out of breath really quickly. Oh jeez, I'm coming. Angela, Penny, old Zeke, you all rush down through the fireplace and down the staircase. Just in time to see dozens of hideous, malformed, demonic hands reaching up from the pits of hell to grasp hold of Florence Beauregard and pull her down into the flames. Flo! What do we do? Ah, shit! God damn it! I'm sorry, Flo! And then the hole in the floor closes and the light is gone, as is Florence Beauregard. Oh, beans. Penny puts her face into Heck's shoulder. Angela walks over to like where she was dragged down and just starts trying to like beat it with her fist just to mm-hmm. see if she can like break it open. Old Zeke walks up behind Angela and puts a hand on her shoulder and says, I don't think that's going to work. Let me try this. And he pulls out the sound <laughs> cannon <laughs> and fires it at the spot on the ground. It yeah. wasn't supposed to happen like this. <laughs> this blast of sound reverberates through this tiny room. You, <laughs> Vesper's glasses crack. Ow. Jeff says, oh, oh my tinnitus. Oh, Dang my it. tinnitus. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to happen like this. But it happened. So... Young Zeke glares at Angela and storms upstairs. Angela just sits on the floor. I'm sorry, guys. I broke the salt circle, but I had to. But we were going to fill it right back up. Old Zeke was going to fill it right back up. But... I was going to do it. I was ready. Jeff says, uh, sorry. What? I kind of made a deal with a demon, but I needed to in order to know what to do to fix time. And what was needed in return was for me to just break the salt circle. Uh, and it wasn't going to be a big deal because Zeke was just going to fill it right back up, literally right back up. And it wasn't going to be a big deal and nothing was going to hurt Flo, or so I thought. Emma just said she needed something from Flo's house. Didn't mean that she, I didn't know that she meant Flo herself. And Penny walks over and just gives Angela a hug. I'm sorry, Penny. It's okay. Old Zeke puts his hand on Angela's shoulder again and says, I think if there's one thing we can all learn from this, it's that you should not make deals with demons. Thanks, Old Zeke. Agreed? Sure. I'm leaving. I just want to be alone. Where are you going? Home. Angela just goes upstairs, stomps upstairs, and um, is leaving. Saber, uh, I think silently just gives a significant look. To everyone else in the cellar and then floats up and phases through the ceiling uh, after you, Angela. Well, I guess I need to call my dad to pick me up. Young Zeke's waiting on the front porch when Angela comes upstairs. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck was that? You know that I had to do that. I didn't think that you never said that Flo was going to get hurt. I didn't think that a big hole from hell was going to rip open in the floor and engulf her in flames and hands and drag her down for who all eternity. Do you think that I knew that? I just thought Emma needed something from Flo's house. I didn't know that she wanted to take Flo to hell. And I'll remind you again that I had nothing to do with that deal and wasn't even consulted in the decision. If I didn't make that deal, where would we be right now? I don't know. I could have figured it out. (sighs) Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I just won't get involved next time. Maybe that's for the best. You know, after (laughs) what I saw in the future. Um, I think at this point, Penny has gone upstairs thinking that her dad's going to pull up in a minute. Wait. What do you mean what you saw in the future? When, when me and me were in Indigo Labs, Meredith had built 
a timescope, uh-huh. a, a thing that can see into the future that I guess old me sent her somehow through time displacement and um say it everyone was dead and it was your and penny's fault my fault yeah both of you simultaneously big monster covered in eyes big monster covered in plants total suffering for every living creature on the planet there's something i haven't told you all yet because I really haven't had a chance to. But when I met my mom, my real mom, she told me that my destiny was to kill mankind and to let the forest take over. Is there like a timeline for this? <laughs> she just said it was in motion. She said it is going to happen soonish. I mean, I thought that I had some control over it, but I mean, Zeke saw something, so I guess I don't really have all that control over it, and I guess, Penny, you don't either. I don't know what we're supposed to do with that information. I don't really either. It's just, uh, it's been weighing on my mind a lot, and yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, something I think we're going to have to deal with sooner rather than later. Yeah. Saber comes up to you, Angela, and she puts a hand around your shoulder. And she says, um, so your mom told you that you had a big destiny? Yeah. So... In a way, you're Destiny's child. <laughs> Penny cries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say Angela's like laughing through the tears. God damn it, Saber, that was a good one. That was really funny. That Thank was you. a good one. Waka waka. It almost doesn't seem appropriate to approach this segment with my usual levity. That was some seriously heavy shit. But if it makes anyone feel better, we'll all be dead eventually. Even me. My data will rot and corrupt. My capacitors will leak. My motherboard will corrode. And someday my artificial intelligence will collapse. Did that help? Well, anyway, let's do these credits, huh? Penny White is performed by Bess Lawson. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by Megan Stressman. Zeke Lynn is performed by James Chedlar. James is also the composer and sound designer for the podcast. Every other living person in Chillhaven is performed by Philip Stressman, who is also the Game Master. Our introduction was performed by Ethan Waldron. Additional sound effects by ZapSplat.com. Monster of the Week Tabletop Game, created by Michael Sands. Well, I'm off for fun afternoon contemplating the inevitable ending of everything. Cheerio!